Last night, we watched the story of their rise to superstardom on the telly. This morning, we thought we'd get them in for a chat and take your calls. Hi, this is Tim. Tim Farris. And I'm Kirk, and we're from NXS. And Kurt Penguilly from NXS. Live in the studio on Triple M. Ah, uh, yes, good morning around Australia. We go with a couple of legends of one of our favourite bands who last night smashed it in the TV ratings. Over two million people watched Never Tear Us Apart and we're joined in studio by the legendary Tim Farris and Kirk Pengilly. How are you guys going? Good, Very thanks, good. Dave. How about you? We are. I'm feeling fantastic. We are all loving In Excess. The amount of feedback we've had this morning because on Triple M we played a lot of In Excess this morning. People are just loving... Loving the band and, and rekindling our love all over again. Are you feeling the same love this morning? Mate, I'm feeling it. There's a lot of love in every room. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Should see what Kirk's doing to me right now. <laughs> what, were you, uh, what did you like about last night? Was it the fact that uh, the mullets were a true representation of uh, what you had on, what you were wearing back Look, in the day? The, the mullets did rock, didn't they? Oh, man. They were I mean, amazing. they were the best thing. Um, do you want to pat my mullet? Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I guess for me, it was just being able to watch it finally, just like anybody else on a television with ads and, and whatnot. I've sort of been involved since day one and I've seen it in edit suites and whatnot and on computers and this bit, that bit, you know, and to be able to just sit back and watch it in my living room. Like it was, I finally was able to relax. So mm. it was great. I was actually really proud of it last night. Did you have any say on, on the casting of actors as part of the show, or was that done for the production company? Uh, we had a say, but no one listened. Right, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's pretty normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we, 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 no, we didn't. We had a say in a sense, but I saw a lot of the, the, the people and a lot of the, the tryouts and that sort of thing, but we didn't really have a lot to do with the casting, no. If you could have someone to play you, for instance, Tim, is, uh, is there someone you had in mind that would have been the perfect? Perfect Tim Farris. El McPherson. <laughs> Bradley Cooper. Right. Okay. What about you, Kirk? If, uh, if you could uh, look into the, into the book, who would, you, um, who would you pick? Gee, that's a hard one. I, I mean, I, you know, I probably would have picked Alex. <laughs> he did, yeah, right. He did a really good job. I mean, right from the point where I, I saw his casting tape, um, I learnt so much about myself <laughs> yeah, you that I didn't know. Was it a bit like that? Was it, you know... Was it like looking at, at, a, at a documentary of yourself or, you know, a home video? In some ways, yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, look, it's a pretty accurate depiction of, of you know, most of those events and everything. So um, it's, if anything, it's, it's brought back lots of memories, um, you know. I, <laughs> memories I we never had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't sit around contemplating, you know, um, sort of that, that stuff all the time. So it's, yeah. it's just been really um, quite overwhelming, actually. Did you have a, a diary or were you, were you jotting down notes <laughs> when you're on the road? I mean, because there would have been so many things happening in a short amount of time for you. Yeah, I did. I've kept diaries yeah. since 1979. He did. Every day. And I still do. Um, and actually I've been reading through them recently and of course none of it I remember, but, um, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, and I was, uh, I, from about sort of 1980, middle of 1980 on every day stuff was happening. Mm. You know, it was just action packed. Um, and we didn't, we didn't stop till action packed diaries. Yep. Action packed yeah. diaries. <laughs> One triple three, five, three. You can give us a call around Australia. We go on the triple M radio network to talk to, uh, to Tim and Kirk. We're going to go to uh, Melbourne first up and uh, Amber's on the phone with a question to the boys. Morning, Amber. Hi, how's it going? Good. Thanks, Amber. 
Um, my question was, what is your most memorable moment with Michael Hutchins? Oh, there's so many. There I mean, really is uh, a lot. You know, we, we spent sort of years on a bus together and uh, Tim and Michael and I actually, uh, for the most part, travelled together all the time. Um, so um, it's just hard to really pinpoint one particular memory, although I guess one that always comes back to my mind was uh, um, we were in France and m at that point Michael was wearing this sort of ripped little t-shirt that was <laughs> basically a rag. And, I know this story. And, <laughs> and it had been sent out to the dry cleaners through the hotel and hadn't come back. And it was so important to him that we had to drive all around these crazy little streets of, you know, of I think it was Nice, uh, to find the actual dry cleaners. And a gentleman came out with a box. And a, huge you know, box. A, a huge white box and handed it over, you know, to us in the bus and open up the box and there's with this neatly ironed little rag. <laughs> which, which is really a memory of the rag. Yeah, More actually, than Michael. Yeah, um, I guess it is, isn't it? But, but um, I, I don't know. I, for me, I think that the, just m remembering Michael full stop mm. is my fondest memory. Kirk Pengilly and Tim Farris are here, and I read this morning on iTunes that uh, the very best uh, of NXS is at number one, uh, followed with albums number two, four, six, seven, thirteen, fourteen, and the supplementary number twenty. So <laughs> you guys are on fire again. Hey, we've got uh, plenty of calls coming through. One triple three five three, and all our calls that come through, we'll give you a copy of the very best of NXS, which is in store and online now. Just got a message here from Flick. She said, "If you could do it all again, would you do it the same?" Ooh, uh, probably. I don't think we'd have much choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there were endless years in buses, which, uh, you know, in <laughs> hindsight would have been way better in an aeroplane. Yes. <laughs> I guess things have changed for that now. You've, there is a, you know, a lot, uh, a lot more fancier planes and hotels to stay in. But, yeah, um, I mean, there are, th yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard question to answer that because, you know, that means you've got regrets and True. my motto in life is to never have regrets. Luke from Sydney is called through one triple three five three. You can speak with Kirk and Tim. Morning, uh, Luke. Morning, guys. Morning, Tim. Morning, Kirk. Uh, Tim, can I start by thanking you? Um, about a year ago, you got uh, the Psycho Stick uh, skateboard signed for me. Um, um, yes. So I just I... wanted to, I just just wanted to thank you very much for that personally, mate. I, I've got it mounted next to a, a copy of the album. Good on you, Luke. Um, so you did. You weren't going to see it on eBay, that was for sure. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> Um, but guys, yeah, that, that was probably my second favourite album you did, but that was the first ever concert I went to in 88 at, um, at the Entertainment Centre. Yep. I was about 12, 11 or 12 years old, and I just wondered what memories you guys sort of had from starting that album off, uh, touring that album, and, and I know I saw a little bit last night, but I just sort of wonder what, want to get a feeling from you guys. Yeah, look, it was, um, uh, you know, Kick was an interesting album for us. I mean, we'd, we'd consciously decided to have Andrew and Michael write the whole album, whereas in prior to that, we'd all contributed, you know, to songs and things like that, which, I mean, we always contributed parts to songs anyway, but um, we let, you know, we'd, we decided we wanted Michael and Andrew to write that album. Because um, it would look good in a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we were really, really confident with the album we just thought this you know was a really great album so um you know what was shown last night obviously was that the american record company knocked the album back and um told chris our manager to you know get the boys to go and record it again 
we didn't know about that until many years later. Um, we just thought, you know, yay, here we go. We're yeah, going on yeah. tour. And, and but, yeah, but like you were saying, and then we did the college tour in the States, which mm. was really good fun because we were playing to, you know, th- these students and stuff. And that's that was sort of the, the really young, in, yeah, in, independent sort of side. Of, Do you think that of word things, of mouth you know? thing as part of that college tour was, you know, integral part of the... In def- yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was, and it was kind of very cool because we were, we were part of that sort of culture, that pop culture of, of the, like the what they call the indies, you know, back then and stuff. And and that that so we came out of that, and and you know we all got haircuts and, <laughs> and lost the mullets. <laughs> you know. um, and that was the best bit. <laughs> that was the best bit. But the whole memory of the kick thing was extraordinary, and it really sort of still is, I suppose. Um, and, but, you know, having said that, it's not necessarily my favorite record that we ever made. You know, mine's welcome to wherever you are. So, you know, each album brings back different memories. What about you, Kirk? What's, what's your favorite record? I'd have to say welcome as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, just something about that album. I mean, look, you know, it's got a lot of sex in it. <laughs> it's, uh, as they, you know, as I think other people say, and I've said before, you know, they're all like your children and it's hard to say, you know, which is your favorite child. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jason from Geelong has called through one triple three five three. What's your question for Tim and Kirk there, Jason? Well, good morning, guys. How are you going? Good, mate. Good, Jason. That's the way. Now, listen, guys, I just wanted to, first of all, just say thank you for all the great music and memories over the years. Thank but, you. Uh, I, I must have watched the Live at Wembley DVD a million times. So my <laughs> question is, what was the feeling or what was the going through your minds just before stepping out into Wembley? I hope I don't stuff up because <laughs> <laughs> we were filming and recording it, and I, I, I always was always got really nervous um, before shows that yeah, we recorded, and um, so I, I was kind of pretty anxious about that, you know. But gee, at you know at that time we were doing stadiums all over the world, so it was kind of you know just another stadium gig in a way. Although you know it was the iconic Wembley Stadium, which you know there's only a few iconic gigs around the world: Madison Square Garden, Wembley. Um, so you the know, Narrabeen Antler. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, actually, for me, it was just a huge feeling of relief because we'd been doing media and press and you know this show had been sold out for three weeks prior and there was just so much hype about it and it was in excess day on bbc one or whatever um and you know and by the time we in the backstage there was we had something like a guest list of 2000 or something and it was just ridiculous and it was, <laughs> it was and just to be able to finally put all that behind you and get out there and get on the stage and play yeah was just this like yes finally we get to actually do it you know mm. And, um, and it was, you know, it was great. It was just a really good feeling of, of relief to actually be out there playing it. Good on you, Dean. What we will give you is uh, Live Baby Live DVD and Live at Wembley on CD. He's already got it. He's got it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you know, <laughs> I, uh, let's go to uh, Dean with a question for In Excess. Hi, Dean. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, Dean. Good, Dean. How about you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Um, I was just just wondering when you were like, first starting out, um, when, you know, times are tough with money, like how hard was that? Oh, like it is for anyone, really. But you know, we we just had this vision that we were gonna we were gonna make it someday, and that kind of kept us going all the time. So, um, but yeah, we you know certainly um, the early years and when we were in Perth and all that, we were you know a borderline poverty level, and um, you just got to keep the faith and keep keep focused and 
yeah. share, share the can of bean, baked beans between <laughs> yeah. the six of us. And <laughs> yeah, there was no master chef stuff happening then, that's for sure. <laughs> but, but I mean, it basically it kept, you know, kept us hungry, I guess is the best way to describe it. And, you know, and, and that's the way it should be. And, and, you know, fortunately there was a lot of places you could play live. And, you know, I think that's a really important thing that uh, Australia misses at that, the whole pub scene with live bands. And I've been saying this a couple of times this morning. I, I, I feel personally that if there were, you know, back in those days, if there were today, there were so many live venues and, and pubs had more live bands, then perhaps there'd be less alcohol fueled violence on the streets after, you know. Let's go to Sydney, talk to uh, Courtney, who was uh, on the air with uh, Tim and Kirk. Morning, Courtney. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, I just firstly want to say a massive thank you. Um, I was born in the early 1990s, so I wasn't really around when you guys really hit it big, but I felt last night really gave people of my generation an opportunity to get to know Michael, and I've just found... I've just gotten a newfound respect for absolutely everything you guys have done after watching last night. Oh, that's you. awesome to hear, Courtney. Yeah, Thanks. that's really lovely. Thank you. And you yeah. do you probably get that a lot, a lot, you know, in your in your life that people are discovering in excess for the first time. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we. I guess that's true. Yeah, and in, and in, in a way, that's a good thing, you know, because uh, I mean, for us as well, the, everything comes in cycles. We were influenced by people, and 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 we're finding young bands that were influenced by us, uh, which is which is a very big compliment. This is Triple M in studio with Tim Ferriss and Kirk Pengilly. Over 2 million uh, Australians last night tuned in uh, to watch Never Tear Us Apart. Uh, you, can, uh, you can tweet in excess MMM if you've got a question for uh, Tim Ferriss and Kirk Pengilly, uh, who are in studio here. I just want to play a clip from the show uh, last night, boys. Get in. I realised something. I've been lying to you guys, burying my head in the sand. You guys could be a great band, but you need his help. Who's? Jesus Christ. I realised that's what we have to do now. We must become the greatest Christian band in the world. But you have to give up diapers and sex before marriage. Couldn't we just cut down? <laughs> Is that is that how it went down? You're you're you know in a holding with your manager, and he said, "This is the direction the band's going to go." Yep, yep. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, verbatim. And, uh, picked us all up, and so there was seven of us in his uh, in his car, and and that was pretty much how it went. Yeah, we all pretty soon after that just hopped out of the car. Did you? <laughs> and went and went and hounded Chris Murphy to become our manager. Yeah, we went in the actual uh, on the edit room floor somewhere. The rest of the guys in the cast and in the in the in the car after Kirk says, couldn't we just cut down? All just burst into laughter. <laughs> right? And I actually loved it that way. But um, that was, a for me, that was one of the highlights of the series. Yeah. I just love that line. Yeah. You can tweet us your questions. Uh, in excess MMM, hashtag in excess MMM. Glow with Joy uh, wants to know, uh, which artists do you uh, see as leading innovative rockers these days? Who would you uh, who would you say there? Ah. The Beatles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They'll go somewhere. Yeah, someday. <laughs> they, got a, they got a good chance. Yeah, look, I, I reckon um, I'm a big fan of Arcade Fire. Um, I think they're uh, they're yeah, gen- genie mm. um, They're they're a great band, but there's lots of really great acts. You know, um, uh, Birds of Tokyo. Yeah. Um, 
you know. The bamboos. Uh, yeah, um, love the bamboos. Yeah. Going to Australian. Um, I mean, Bruno Mars is pretty damn cool. Yeah. I got I to say, I mean, I, I'm a big fan. I think he's just just oozes talent. A uh, Triple A music juror, Kelly, has uh, just tweeted, uh, did Michael uh, really write a song in 15 minutes? Was that commonplace? The, the lyrics. The lyrics? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was different. I mean, Andrew certainly uh, the you know the scene in last night's episode of about Andrew writing "Need You Tonight" literally did jump in a cab and was on the way to the airport, and and the idea came to him, and he made the cab wait outside for you know twenty minutes or something while yeah. he, he put the parts down. So, you know, some 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 songs come really quickly, and others you know you kind of labour over for a while. Yeah, I mean there were, there were times when Michael would be finishing the lyrics off while we're mixing. Yep. You know? Oh, wow. Um, Which always really annoyed me because <laughs> I, I did most of the backing vocals and I'd, ha- <laughs> and I'd have to wait till Michael was finished before I could do my backing vocals. So I was always the last in the studio. Yeah, that's let's, right. Let's go to Adelaide. Uh, Andrew's on the line. One triple three five three. Andrew, got a question for the guys? Yeah, I do, guys. Where's your favourite venue for a concert in the whole world that you've had? Oh, I think Tim said it before, the Narrabeen Antler. <laughs> we actually played there once and it rained. It got so hot inside. It had so microclimate. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, the, there's so many, mate. They're, yeah. they're, they're playing in South America is just... Rock and Rio was pretty, oh, always yeah. pretty good. We headlined that a bunch of times and, you know, 150,000 people and they all sing the words. It's mental. Yeah, it is. I mean, Wembley Stadium... Is, was a great, all the gigs that are no longer there <laughs> yeah. um, are kind of fond memories because they don't exist anymore. I mean, they knocked down that original Wembley Stadium and and, and us Australians built a new one <laughs> in, in England. Um, but there's, you know, Madison Square Gardens, Radio City Music Hall, both in New York. Um, there's, Albert Hall. And yeah, Rome. Albert Hall, that's true, yeah. Um, was there a moment in your career that you've gone, you've had to pinch yourself, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm standing here next to, I saw one of the photos with... Um, with Paul McCartney, you know, is there, is there times in your life you're going, look what I'm doing yeah. right now, look where I'm at. Yeah. Many, actually. Yeah. Many, yeah. I mean, like, for instance, writing, uh, or sorry, recording Original Sin in, in a power station in New York with Nile Rogers. Wow. Who was, a you know, one of my idols. And Still heroes. going strong today, too. Yeah, absolutely. Better than ever, you know, yeah. with um, random access memory with Daft Punk and whatever and... Um, but just the stuff he'd done back then with David Bowie and Madonna and Michael Jackson and stuff to be in the studio with him. And then he was also working with Hall and Oates and Daryl Hall came in and sang backing vocals. That was a sort mm. of a pinch yourself moment. You know, we did all that in three days and having, you know, Keith Richards sitting backstage drinking our beer, you know, <laughs> wow. Madison yep. Square Garden. Going through our bags looking for cigarettes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> No doubt. <laughs> hey, uh, Justin just sent us a tweet. Uh, hey, Kirk and Tim, what song challenged you most personally? Is there a song that biggest challenge? Um, well, there's a few songs we never played live, you know, off albums. So, and that was probably because that were really challenging. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one one of my all time favourite in excess songs um, is Strange Desire, which is yeah, off, I love that too. Which is off Welcome to Where You Are, and we never played that live. Which Didn't we? I'm, no, which I'm sad about. But um, uh, yeah, so um, you know, I look every night's a challenge. <laughs> And around Australia, we go on Triple M with In Excess in studio. Uh, one of my favourite moments from last night's Never Tear Us Apart was this. Ah, uh, airport, thanks. Ah, uh, wait. 
Wait, I'll, I'll just be a minute. Cabby that inspired him to, to to finish that song off. What was what was going through his mind as he's sitting in the back of that fifty eight dollar cab? Oh, he was probably worrying about something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I guess he he was thinking about it all the way out, you know. And then he just suddenly went, "I've got to put it. I got to, or I'll forget it," you know. So it must he, have been the eighties, though, because fifty eight dollars for twenty minutes. I mean, these days <laughs> it cost you one hundred and fifty eight dollars. We are speaking true. with Tim Ferriss and Kirk <laughs> Pengilly from NXS on the back of the Monster Show last night, Never Tear Us Apart Part One, Part Two uh, next week, which we're looking forward to as well. Which no doubt probably delves into a, a, a lot of darker territory than what we saw last night. Uh, Tim. It, it does, yeah. It's it, for me. It was the hardest part to watch, mm. and be a part of of making. But but having said that, it's also I, I think probably the better part. Um, it's some of the music in it is like awesome for for me because it's a lot of the music you don't normally hear of us, and for that I love the fact that it's in there. So it, the, the the soundtrack. You know, for me, is is the best part of that part. Mm, mm. You know? and that's I what mean, I was seeing a lot last night on Twitter and just watching what people were saying. It was just that just the music alone uh, brought something to that show. And we know it's it's about a rock band, but it just lifts people's spirits. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 great. I mean, it's um, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it's great to be reminded of those days, you know, and especially the mining town days and that sort of thing. Because mm. it's interesting that. That if it wasn't for the Western Australian mines, you know, we might not ever have been able to do what we did, and they're still instrumental in, in so much of Australia's economy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. So, so six hundred gigs in two years—is is that what it took to to become something? Yeah, well, actually, you know, it was. <clears throat> we played virtually every night. Um, you know, apart from recording the second album. Mm. I mean, the first album we recorded while we were doing gigs. You know, the the sort of midnight to uh, dawn shift in, in the studio. But, you know, and then we went on to do that everywhere. America, it was just night after night after night. Um, so, I don't know, you know, we, we just, we loved it. Um, everything revolved around that couple of hours on stage. Yeah. Hey, Felicity from uh, Sydney's given us a call, one triple three five three. You can talk to the band. You're on the air. Uh, Felicity, good morning. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, Felicity. I had a question, um, particularly in relation to that taxi scene last night. I wondered if Andrew was still composing any music for any other bands or if anyone in the group still does anything along those lines. Yeah, um, of course, you know, and a Andrew's done a lot with uh, other writers and produced records like Jenny Morris, who was um, uh, a great girl, you know, had lots of hits back in the, uh, mm. the 80s and 90s as well. Um, oh, yeah, lots of people. Yeah, I actually just played uh, some sax on a um, well, Bertie Blackman, who's um, um, a great Sydney artist um, singer, and uh, so we still do do different things, um, you know, outside of the band as well. Always did. What about a musical? Because uh, I reckon if you had in excess the musical, this would be this would be a smash worldwide. It really, well, you, I mean, a lot of people say that. Don't yeah, you um, should do it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll leave that story. to someone else because I hate musicals. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway. But, but, but that doesn't mean we won't do one. Mm, 
No, I, th- I think it'll be good too. There's certainly enough songs to choose from. Um, <laughs> We have barely scratched the surface having a chat with you guys this morning. It's been an absolute blast. You can also grab the podcast of our chat with the boys at triplem.com.au. We'll post it up in the next 20 minutes. Um, you are always welcome at Triple M. We've mentioned it before, but you've been a part of our family for over 30 years. And we have. Uh, we've, uh, we've had a great, uh, great time having a chat with you this morning. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, Thanks Dave. You know, well, just while you're there on that very thing, I remember one of the first things we did with Triple M was a really long time ago. We actually played at Long Bay Jail. Yes. Uh, for Triple M. And some guy tried to pre- pretend he was a roadie. <laughs> <laughs> to, to get out. To get out in the truck. <laughs> True story. Is that right? And did yeah. he, how far did he get? Not very, Not far. very far at all. <laughs> no. Hey, uh, thanks again, guys. We really appreciate the chat. All the best. Same. <laughs> thanks. Part two of Never Tear Us Apart next week on Channel 7. Tim Farris and Kirk Pengilly here on Triple M.